Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries, and it's nice to be back. We are back in business. Yeah. Do you think people have missed us? No, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Highly doubt it. We've been on holiday. We went camping. What else have we done over the summer? Uh, We've done lots of teaching. I went to the Bark Centre. Um, yeah. I decorated the kitchen. You did a good job. Yeah, arsenic green. Yeah, top tip for people out there: if you're painting a kitchen, be careful of arsenic green. <laughs> no, it's nice. It does look nice. Oh, I think maybe it's a select taste. It just color. it just does sound a bit deadly. Yeah, doesn't it? It does. Anyway, it's brightened the room up. Definitely brightened the room up. We have got one one of our sons is headed off to Canada, left yep. us, joined the team there, which I did think was quite interesting because it made me think, now he's joined the LL Canada team. Do you think he has to listen to our podcast? Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Maybe it's compulsory. Yeah. And then, and then Ben, bit of news, bit of Taylor family news, Ben and Lois have got engaged. Yes. How exciting. So that ben, made us feel very old, didn't it? Yeah, I know. Terrible. But it's good news. It is good news. So anyway, we're not talking about us. What are we talking about? We are talking today about the fact that we are in a battle. And what does that mean? But that's a positive thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's well, not, sounds well, a bit depressing, not, doesn't it? It does a bit. Oh, great. Yeah. And we're not going to be talking about, oh, I don't know, like whether we've got witches living next door to us and they're cursing us, which is one kind of battle. But the reality of how we can be in battle how we are just in a battle in day-to-day life. And maybe, maybe, and the encouraging part of that is seeing that maybe that's some of the struggles that we've got and realising not just that we're in a battle, but actually on the victory side. Well, I imagine the worst part of being in a battle is not knowing or realising or living like you are in a battle. Mm -hmm. So the truth is, it is a fact. I think the worst part of being in a battle is losing the battle. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine not knowing you're even in it and you're being shot at. And you're lost, yeah. And you're, and you're just merrily drifting through life thinking, oh, I wonder why everything's like it is. And you haven't quite connected to the fact that you're in a battle. Yes, so connecting to that you're in the battle, but connected that you actually are able to win the battle. Yes. That's good. That yeah. is good. All right, so what is this battle? Well, I mean, I think it's a lot broader than sometimes when Christians think of battles, they think of very, like you're saying, very overtly spiritual battles like warfare and... You know, we're taking on the principalities and the powers and we're doing all this stuff. But the truth is, we're in a daily battle just to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, aren't we? I mean, the battle yeah. for purity and holiness is mm-hmm. pretty massive. Well, well, and every day the enemy is, without, again, not meaning this negatively, well, I mean, it is negative, but the enemy is knocking at our door, wanting us to to embrace fear, wanting us to embrace sinful habits, wanting us to pick up things that we found victory over, wanting to to just, he wants to rob and steal from our lives. Right. And he also wants to divide, doesn't he? He wants to divide between God's people and, you know, bring angst between you and bitterness and undermining and so even just a fight for unity mm-hmm. is pretty severe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he wants to get in the way of us and God. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I think this is encouraging because I think that so often we think that these things are our fault. Do you see what I mean? That's why I think this is an encouraging talk to right. realise we're in a battle. Because when we realise the enemy is in the midst of this, some of it is our choices, but the enemy is in the midst and he's encouraging us into these places of, well, I guess being a victim, really, of, of, of you know, 
a victim of fear or a victim to our sinful nature or yeah. a victim to our our hurts or wounds, but actually recognizing we can we can push back the enemy, we can stand up. I think that's a really big deal. We'll get we'll get into that more, won't we? But Ooh, I think there is something thoughts. there's something about that where we where we kind of it, we resign ourselves to the fact that oh well this is just the way things are. That in a sense, you've lost the battle before you even started it. So hopefully, as we're ch- chatting together today, there'll be something that sort of rises up in all of our hearts that says, actually, I haven't, I haven't got to just take all this sitting down. I can, mm-hmm. I can stand up and I can stand up not in my own strength, but in the Lord. And I can really see change take place in the, in the myriad of different ways that we fight this battle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact is our main... Our main adversary, our main enemy that we're fighting against is Satan, isn't it? And his kingdom. And, you know, even in John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Like his whole aim is to separate us from God and to and to draw attention to himself and worship to himself and to keep us from living the right way and to divide us and all those things we've talked about. So I think it's right that we sort of, in a sense, try to normalise this battle that we're in, that it's not just this highfalutin kind of, you know, riding on horses with our swords out kind of warfare, but it's everyday choices kind of warfare, but at the same time recognising that Satan is the enemy. So maybe we could just think for a second about his tactics, like what would his tactics be in this battle that we're facing? Well, I think one of his biggest tactics is to rob from us the truth of who we are. Right. Uh, so I was just reading, just as you were even saying that, I was reading, I was concentrating, but I was also reading. Um, <laughs> Romans, where am I? Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. I mean, that is absolutely massive, isn't it? Like, who lives? Do you reckon you live like that? (laughs) Do I live like that? There's no way. I mean, I think if we if we did, our lives would be completely different. What would we be like, Andy? Would we be like Mr. and Mrs. Cocky? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think not. (laughs) That would be a godly way to do it, wasn't it? Well, it's a yeah. Confident, maybe confidence is the word. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, there, isn't it? You wouldn't Even be that... phased, would you? Because you just knew, you just know who you are. You know yeah. who your dad is. Yeah. You know who's in charge. You know the power that's at work within you. Yeah. So, of course, the enemy wants to undermine that truth. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's funny how our hum- our carnal nature will even take something that's good and good make it like arrogance and or pride like and all the rest. Yeah. yeah but no but i mean really like in a if, a if it was in a godly way if it was mixed with humility a true understanding of who we are of ourselves and yet who got who we are in god that's the mix isn't it like yeah. you you need to know that it's not from your own good doing or your own cleverness but he has em- embraced us in i mean that would change everything wouldn't it it really would and and the, the fruit of not having that mm. would be that we end up self-sufficient, independent. Do you know what I mean? We, we, suddenly we're fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for our own survival. It's all we, about what I can do. We haven't got somebody else fighting for us. And if you look at, you know, throughout the Old Testament, you've got all these battles. I mean, battle after battle after battle that 
God's people faced. And he was forever basically saying to them, I'll fight for you. Mm. I'll fight for you. I'll fight for you. Yeah. <laughs> Never once did he say, oh, you're on your own today, folks. Off you go into battle and I'm, I'm staying back here and you see how you get I'm on. watching, yeah. I mean, it just didn't ever enter his head, you know. And whenever the people did go out into battle without him, mm. without, you know, praying and consulting him and what should we do and submitting to him, it always ended up in t- total disaster. So I like that. So one of his tactics in this battle to win, to have victory over us, yeah. is actually to make us think we can do it on our own. Right. That we can be, I think that word self-sufficiency. Or that we should do it on our own. If I'm a, yes. if I'm a good Christian, then I should be able to win this fight. I've got to be strong fight. for you, God, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That self-sufficiency, independence. I really, I really sense that, I've sensed this, I've been saying it on a, quite a few of our courses lately, that I think it is one of the real tactics of the enemy. to, yeah. And because the reason is it brings isolation with it. Yeah. Because exactly. we're isolated from God, but we also end up being isolated from other people because we're so busy. Like, and actually, funnily enough, ironically enough, we think we're fighting. Yeah. But we are, and we are fighting, but we're not actually fighting the right battle or winning the battle. Yeah, well, we're actually and, being defeated. Well, I think that's where the isolation comes in because if I fight the battle on my own, mm. I'm not going to see victory, am I? I'm just not. So yeah. then I feel, then I could feel ashamed that as a Christian, I'm not seeing more victory. So then I don't want to tell anyone else that because I don't want them finding out that I'm rubbish at spiritual battles and or whatever, you know, I'm just living. It's not even spiritual battles, just living the Christian right, life. Yeah, yeah. Just overcoming sin and yeah. whatever it is. So that brings even more isolation. And that I think is one of the enemy's biggest tactics is to isolate us, separate us out from each other, mm. because that is the absolute polar opposite of what God intended for us, which was that we would be one body connected, joined supporting each other, praying for each other, bearing with one another, encouraging one another. So isolation is the opposite of that. Well, I know enough about, I know absolutely nothing about military warfare, but I know enough about movies that I've seen Yeah. where actually if you separate people out, they're vulnerable, aren't they? Good point. And they're on their own and the enemy can, you know, blow them up or Who shoot them down. Hollywood could be so insightful? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Another thing I okay. think yep. is discouragement is that absolute, I think the enemy uses discouragement to rob us of that very thing of knowing who we are and knowing that we're on the victory side and knowing that, you know, and that, that whole whispering that we get inside, like, oh, you're not very good, are you? You're not really good enough. You're not really yeah. doing this well. Failure, all that whispering and i know it comes from within us and it can come with it from within our brokenness but the enemy whispers it yeah and that, and actually to realize the enemy is whispering he's trying always to discourage us oh is god really gonna do that and well he didn't last time but i suppose you could it's all sort of like i was gonna say I was, I was when you were saying it, i was thinking about what a powerful thing discouragement is because what it does is it call it makes me sit down when I should be stood up, mm. it makes me sort of give up a little bit, really, of the fight. And and I do. Th- I was thinking about what what would be like what would be one of the ways that he does that. So I think you're right that the sort of undermining as of us as a person and our failings and all the rest of it is a big way to do it. But I do th- I do wonder if the enemy is very quick to remind us of times where we prayed and we asked God for help and it yeah. didn't really feel like any help came. Mm. 
And so I think the enemy loves to use that to say, you see, it doesn't work. It, Doubt. Or, or you're the exception to mm. the rule or, you know, God's not interested in you. It's only certain people he's interested in. Or mm. it, just, it just undermines that faith. Yeah, which brings it brings discouragement and that discouragement, goodness me, it it, it literally has that effect of causing us to pull back, mm-hmm. like what? to go in your little cave or to go in yeah. your little um, your sh- tortoise shell or something. Tortoise shell, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. So it goes hand in hand with doubt, doesn't it? I think like unbelief, yeah. Yeah. you know, the um, oh, will he really? You know, all of that. But I think also it goes with just just undermining who we are, yeah, undermining who we are and making us think it is about what we've got to offer or what we've got to bring to the party and um, distracting somehow. us. Yeah. Like, yeah. D- like the, it's about what we can do well, as opposed to, oh man, I'm just a kid. And, and my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he's the king of Kings. And he, he can work through his spirit in my life with my offering or with, in my family or in my workplace or whatever. Like there is something Lord, you can work through me. And this isn't about what I have or haven't got, but he distracts us, doesn't he? And he undermines us. And, oh, yeah, it's good, though. It's good to point it out because then we know what we're, again, we know what we're battling with. Well, or what the source of that discouragement is. Mm. Because often we just think it's because we're, there's something wrong with us. Yeah. But actually, if we, if we can understand that this is something that's really high on the enemy's agenda mm. to discourage and to cause doubt and did God really say and, you know, even the way the enemy tried to tempt Jesus, it was all very much save yourself, you know. Uh, and it's just, it undermines that reliance on the Lord and that the battle isn't ours, it's his and all those kind of things. What, what, you said that word passivity. That's a really powerful word. And, and I, I've had to take hold of this in my life because I think sometimes we can just come underneath Oh, it's just so hard and it's just so difficult and oh, you know, we can get we can get very under a cloud. Yeah. And we can get very weary, can't we? Yeah. Really weary, really weary just within ourselves, just trying to live life and we've got all this negativity either from ourselves or from the enemy. And and if we're not careful, we do I've said it already before, but we do become victims. Yeah. And we come vic- become victims even to our own carnality, our own solution, <laughs> that we think we've got no victory over it. Oh, there I am doing that habit again, or there I am doing that sin again, or there I am just, you know, even listening to this, you could be, oh, yeah, that's me. I doubt God. I, you know, we, we become sort of like, I, I always think of Eeyore. He's very passive, isn't he? Yeah. And Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. We're bringing it all in Profound. today. It is. Now, I was just uh, yesterday um, in our team, we had a team communion time, and I, I shared from Galatians 6, verse 9, which talks about that word weary. And it just says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, which really seems like a strange, well, not the most obvious thing you'd think of that you become weary of doing good, unless in doing good, you've, it's a battle, do you know what I mean? That you can become weary in. And this verse carries on, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. And I think, I think it really fits with what we're talking about today, actually, because we can, be, we can become weary in the battle, like you're saying, um, which, which is a good battle to be in, like to, to battle for 
the living the right way and making good choices and, and staying united with each other and purity purity and 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 wanting Jesus to be our first love and mm-hmm. all, I mean there's a battle for that because there's so many other things that are trying to get my attention and mm-hmm. get my affection so it takes a real battle to do that but you can get weary of it mm. and and this scripture is really saying don't don't give up you know don't get weary don't give up because if you if you persist mm-hmm. like if you endure with that if you keep going don't give up don't become passive don't sit down don't let up then you will reap a harvest for it like there will be a result at the end so if you think about it like something like forgiving you know how you you've got somebody and and they're not bad evil people they can be a friend or a, you know somebody a, a relative or somebody you're really close to something somebody you really look up to but you're having a wrestle and a struggle with them now you can be caught in that wrestle and that struggle and just think you're just going round and round with the things that they said and how you were misunderstood or how you've been hurt and you're holding on to it. But really to see this as a battle, that actually this is a tactic of the enemy. Yeah. Like you were using that word unity, but really it's just about breakdown of relationships, breakdown of trust, yeah. breakdown of, of us just being in relationship with each other whether it's in your marriage or it's in your family and the power of that the battle if you like the way to win that battle god's given us the tools hasn't he and what's his tool his tool is forgiveness right none of us want to do that that's not easy but actually when we choose to forgive we we, we're facing the battle and we're fighting with the weapons that he's given us yeah and when we choose and we say, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to go round and round and round replaying this scenario again and again and telling everybody or just telling this one other friend how awful it was and how much it hurt and how hard it is. But actually, we stop that. We, yeah. we stop that swirling. Break the cycle. And we it. take yeah. the battle face on and we say, no, I'm going to forgive. Yeah. I'm going to go God's way and I'm going to forgive. And then the, then the battle is won. It's funny, isn't it? Because the, the, the tactics that God gives us for the battle are very in a sense they're very non-combative about people yeah to actually you know we have these scriptures don't we about you know bless those who curse you and Mm. do good to those who hate you and forgive those who've hurt you and be gracious and long-suffering and they're all it's all positive humble (laughs) yeah i mean it's just it but but deeply deeply challenging because they break the conflict don't they they do, but inside of us, the problem is that inside of us, in our fallen nature, yeah, there is a lawyer that is that is wanting us to fight for our rights and to make someone pay. And they, but they were wrong, and they need to. And everyone should know that they were wrong. That's how and, I'm going to battle. Yeah, yeah. So I'll fight it that way. And actually, that is the world's way of fighting it. Mm. The world's way is to say, "I'll see you in court, and I'll make sure everyone knows about it, and I'll broadcast it, and I'll." I'll, or just I'll come around and I'll tell you what you did to me and I'll 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 explain to you why what you did to me was wrong or Yeah. All right. So if if forgiveness is a massive weapon, if you like, using that word in quotes, but I think it really is. If that's a weapon that God's given us forgiveness, then what other weapons would we have? Weapons in the fight. Yeah. Yeah, what other weapons would we have, Andy? <laughs> Don't like I you asked, being the interviewer. No, 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 no. I asked first. <laughs> It's your turn to answer. I know. Worship. Worship, yep. Worship. I, uh, no, actually, I am passionate about this because I think when, when our 
Soul is downcast. Oh, I've got this great this great song that I um I put on and it's it's funny because it's not really a it's not like it's a triumphalistic song or anything. It's it's the most mellow song. I was out for a jog and um and I had Spotify on and I was going through songs. And when you when you're jogging, Andy, you <laughs> here, need, it comes, uh, here comes the shame. <laughs> no. When it's a brag, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit of a brag. An aggressive brag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when you're super fit and no, we're joking. <laughs> you have to cut all this out. Right. Well, anyway, there's this song and you need a bit of a upbeat song, but this song came on and it's called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. And it is so mellow. It is like the worst song because it slow just makes you running. slow down. You just totally slow down. And it's all like la li la li la about... <laughs> about about gratitude which is really really good anyway sounds amazing it's a bit of a secret but i was jogging down the um lane near our house and I had this song and it was all very mellow and then all of a sudden it says so i throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that i have is a hallelujah and i know it's not much but i've nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah and honestly I just found myself like just jogging along with my hands way up in the air, just like, yes, Lord, just give you that hallelujah. And then it said, and then it gets really beefy, this song, Andy. Mm-hmm. And it goes, so come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Yeah. And all I can tell you is, even when I was jogging, I just felt, because I'd felt really... I suppose I'd, or, I'd felt heavy. I yeah. felt like it wasn't just my jog was heavy. And when I'm saying jogging, it's like a fast walk. But I but I felt heavy inside, you know, I felt heavy. I felt like, and so this mellow song, I'm like, yes, it's so true. My life's so hard. And you have those moments, don't you? I think we all have those moments yeah. where we just feel heavy and down and, and something stirred inside that lifts your spirit, you know, throughout my hands. And praise you again and again. And and something about that, come on my soul, don't you get shy on me. And I think that sometimes we need to speak to that, our spirit and speak to our emotions and say, no, you're not getting back like you were saying into that tortoise shell and into that hole and just being a victim and under this. No, something rises up. And so, yeah, that was a long winded. That was good. Little tale about worship, but I really believe in the power of worship because yeah. it lifts our eyes up. Yeah, because the thing is, it is the it's the opposite of passivity, which is what the enemy wants. He wants Absolutely. us to sit down and be quiet and come under it and give into it, and that's the end of that. And there's something about like like those the lyrics of that song, you know, "Come on, my soul." Like mm, it's fighting, it's, isn't it? There is, but there's something about even getting your body into it. Yes. Like even if you can't stand up, we can put our arms in the air, and if we can stand up, let's stand up. Let's just say, Ashley, I'm not coming. And and to be honest, and here's the kicker with this, right? Is that we've got to remember that this is not just self-motivated, no. you know, oh yeah, I'm going to G myself up. Because anyone can do that. You can mm-hmm. do that without the Lord. We're not talking about that. We're talking about I'm standing up, not because I've realised that I'm a great person and I've got the power within me, to, but but I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm like I heir. am, I'm an heir of his kingdom. Like mm-hmm. he, he calls me his own. My name's tattooed on his hand. Like, mm-hmm. He sings over me. He thinks about me more often than there are grains of sand in the sea. I mean, come on, this is this is the difference. Like I'm standing up not because 
I, oh, I'm going to have to G myself up here. And we all sort of G each other up and, oh, come on then. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's not that. It's, it's come, it has to, it, it will, it can only truly happen if it comes from, oh, Lord, I see it. Mm. Like, you're my father. Mm-hmm. You love me. You're fighting for me. My life is in your hands. I'm not dictated to by what's going on around me and the pressures and the difficulties and the pain and the, my life is in you, Lord. Mm. And that's the reason we stand and we say hallelujah, even if we're still in the midst of the difficulty. And I, guess, I guess that's the thing with that song. It's like, it's regardless of the circumstance, I'm going to praise you anyway, Lord. Yeah. But that's the spirit of God. Like that is, yeah. if we're talking about any weapon, we need more of the spirit of God stirring within us because it's the spirit of God who reminds us who we are. It's the spirit of God who reminds us, just here in my Bible in front of me, I wasn't even planning to say it, but it says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. We need to live like that. We need to say, God, come and Fill me with your spirit, no matter what my circumstances, no matter what. Help me to choose your way and to 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 see you beyond what's going on and what I'm feeling. Our feelings are probably one of the, yeah. the greatest where the enemy Yeah, they betray us big time. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're led by them. Yeah. yeah. And scriptures. Oh, man, like we can get hold of scriptures like that and we can use them as warfare. You just proclaim them. Like yeah. well, I'm just proclaiming this as truth. This mm-hmm. is truth. This is what God says. This is who I am in yeah. here. And I think there's something about that. Like there, there's a scripture, isn't there, about how basically, effectively, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives within us. Like resurrection power mm. lives within us. But I tell you, I don't know that we really live like that. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Connected to the reality of that. that the reality of the cross. Resurrection power lives within us. Mm. So I think there's something about this worship thing and the proclamation of scripture kind of connects us to that reality. So what does proclamation mean? Like just, for anyone just listening. Speaking it, like just just speaking it that I believe it though, I, that it's I'm, true. Yeah, I'm agreeing with this. Mm-hmm. This is this has come from the mouth of the Lord. This is absolute truth. So so this is interesting because this again it's all tying in together because funnily enough in praise time this morning we were reading a scripture about in Mark and it was about the um where Jesus delivers the the epileptic, epileptic boy. boy. Yeah. And there's this one bit, wasn't there, which really struck with me where, where the man says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Yeah. And by him saying that, that was enough for Jesus to work. And I think that sometimes we, you're saying proclaiming these scriptures, but sometimes we have that niggle or that doubt. Oh, I'm not sure if this really is true or like that. Maybe we're not quite at a place where we really, truly know that I'm a, you know, because of our past, because our broken stuff, and truly know that I'm a, adopted in or that I'm loved or that I'm accepted but we can say with with the amount that I do believe it help me in my unbelief yeah we can still bring that to God it's enough for him isn't it he doesn't need us 100% convinced I agree but we could even just say you know I mean I think it's okay for us to read a scripture and feel like I mean is that really true but at the same time saying but I'm going to choose to believe that it is like because it's your word, Lord, I'm going to choose to believe that that is true. Mm. And I guess again, it cuts across the whole thing of do I feel like it's true? Yeah, because it is true whether we feel it or not. So we're just agreeing. I'm agreeing with you, Lord. 
this is true, even if I don't feel it. Well, I think it, I believe it's true and help me in my bit where I don't yet yeah, believe that it's exactly, true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but it's real and God yeah. always meets us where we're real. I think reminding ourselves, reminding the heavenlies what God has done, yeah. what he's done in our lives, what he's done in other people's lives, mm-hmm. what he's done all the way through scripture, like you say, the resurrection power, like you did the ultimate with that, with the cross and with resurrecting Jesus. So it's, it is reminding ourselves who yeah. we're serving and who our God is. And don't you think we need each other for that as well? Like this is where yeah. we need each other in this ongoing. This isn't, you see, the, the danger is that we see battles as just the occasional thing that happened. Yeah. But actually every day is a battle. Every day it's a battle to choose the Lord above myself or, mm. you know, to put others before myself or to choose holiness over the pleasures of the world or whatever it is. And I think this is where we really need each other. And we just had this last weekend, our, um, a course called Digging Deep for 20s and 30s. And um, one of the things that was shared by the guys that were on it was just how lonely a walk it is. You know, these guys, are they're, they're wanting to follow the Lord and to live right. And to, but they live, in a, they live in an incredibly hostile world with increasing hostility to those that would believe the Bible and love the Lord. And and the thing that they shared was just the loneliness of not having people to walk with. So we need to get together, don't we? We need to, you know. Well, yeah. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. Oh. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Going to put my hand up. <laughs> Pick a number. Join the queue. But I think I think it's the, the sometimes I think the loneliness isn't even necessarily about how many people are around. It's about vulnerability. Right. Yeah. And, and I love what you just said about how sin is always at our door. Temptation is always at our door. Sin is always at our door. Fear is always knocking at our door. The enemy, this isn't just a battle like once once a month we have a bad few days. The enemy, even when we don't realise it, even when we're slipping into self-sufficiency, he's trying to tempt us, whether, you know, whether it's back onto drugs or alcohol or whether it's self-sufficiency or perfection or whether it's fear and anxiety, you know, don't we to go back, to go back to our own ways. He's always, this is a daily battle and that's not discouraging. That's eye opening. But what I think is powerful is to understand that we are not on our own in this because shame always says it's only me. It's only me that struggles to, to to trust God when you know He's been so faithful, but now I'm I'm struggling to trust Him again. And other people wouldn't trust Him, and they wouldn't trust they would trust Him, and they would trust Him. But I'm the only one who's struggling, or I'm the only one who's struggling with this temptation, or I'm the only one. And we haven't got to all have the same weakness, hmm. but we were all got weakness yeah. wherever we're at in life. Yeah, whoever you are in life, and 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 the enemy's not going to back up on us. Yeah, so we need to learn how to fight and to learn the battle that we're in. Yeah. I just wanted to read these couple of verses from 1 Timothy 6. And um, it's Paul writing to Timothy in his kind of final instructions. It says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance and gentleness. Then in verse 12, it says, fight the good fight for the true faith. It's really interesting, isn't it? Fight the good fight. Like, I guess it implies that you can fight an alternative fight to the good fight, Mm. the wrong fight, like we were talking about before. I'm fighting other people, I'm fighting myself, I'm fighting God. 
So Paul's saying, fight the good fight for the true faith. Like hold, it says, hold tightly to the eternal life which God's called you. And, and it carries on. But it, this is Paul encouraging somebody else. Like, and this is what we need to do with each other. Like, hold on, like fight, like yeah. fight, fight, Stand fight. Up. And that word fight actually is quite a powerful word. It's like this, it, the root of it means to endeavour with strenuous zeal. Like mm. really go for it. Like don't give up, don't sit down. And we need that encouragement. Hopefully this this podcast is a bit, a bit a bit like that for all of us. Like this reminder, even as we're sharing it, we're reminded of it. Like don't sit down, don't become passive, don't be discouraged. Like stand up and declare the Lord and... So that's what we're talking about, isn't it? We're not saying you've got to address the enemy. and But sometimes it is right just to, like, like literally I have times where sometimes I just feel so fed up and miserable. <laughs> I'll be at home sometimes and just things are just really tough. And and I'll find myself, or I do it in the office sometimes, just get out my chair and I physically stand up and I walk around the room and I'll say, enemy, back off in Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus, you back off you back off from my life you back off from my family you back off from my from my ministry or from whatever whatever yeah. enemy you back off in the name of Jesus we always do it in the name of Jesus yeah. but we don't focus then on that then we lift our eyes to him exactly. and say god exactly. will you help me yeah. and and i look to you and i remember who you are and i declare who you are and i speak to my soul or i but it's lifting your eyes up isn't it, it so is. i think that is what we do you think that sums it up? I think it does. Well, well done me. Isn't that excellent? <laughs> we should pray. Yeah. Lord, we thank you that you are with us every second of every day. And uh, we recognise, Lord, that we are in a battle in this world that's under the sway of the enemy and there's so much that's trying to pull us away from you, Lord. We, we know that there's a fight on, Lord, and we choose today, even today, we choose to, to look to you as our strength, to look to you as our help and, a, and as our source of power and the one that fights for us, Lord. And I pray for all those that maybe do feel discouraged by the fight and have maybe even been fighting the wrong battle and got themselves in a right, a right twist with it, Lord. We, we just want to come back to you, get our hearts right with you, Lord, and, and even just take some time to worship you, Lord, and to to lift you up and to say to our soul that's maybe a bit put down and crushed, rise up my soul within me and bless the Lord and, and glorify the Lord and worship the Lord. And, uh, and we expect, Lord, that as we do that and as we set our heart after you, that you will fight for us in all these battles that we face, whether it's over the purity of our own heart or in relationships that are difficult or in all the challenges that we face, Lord. Um, we, we just ask that you would be with us, our strong help, our place of refuge. Mm. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's brilliant to be back with you and um, we'd love to hear from you. We, we see on the stats that there's people all over the world listening and, you know, get in touch. Tell us what you tell us what you would like to hear us chat about. And don't forget the centres all around the world that have them just brilliant events on that um, will just help you in your journey with them. All right. We'll be back soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. 
You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.